This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Close contact at the White House. Neither the president nor the vice president are self-isolating. Feds to probe jogger death. To see how this case was handled in Georgia. Remembering Jerry Stiller. Ridiculous! I'll show you ridiculous! Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. Coronavirus at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But it's business as usual today for President Trump and Vice President Pence, despite each coming in contact with at least one staffer who tested positive. CBS News White House correspondent Weijia Jiang. Dr. Anthony Fauci, CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield, and FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn have gone into quarantine. But neither the president nor the vice president are self-isolating. The White House says the leaders are considered essential workers and are both being tested daily. While President Trump continues to praise the federal response to the pandemic, his predecessor, former President Barack Obama, offered a rare rebuke. In leaked audio of a call with 3,000 former campaign and administration staffers, Mr. Obama said this. The response to this global crisis has been so anemic and spotty. It would have been bad even with the best of governments. It has been an absolute chaotic Disaster. Projected coronavirus death tolls are inching higher in the U.S. for the months ahead as more states are taking steps to reopen or lay out plans. CBS's Ian Lee. Today, Arizona becomes the latest state to allow restaurants to reopen. It's been hard not to see everyone. Aioli Gourmet Burger removed some booths and put up barriers. But owner Tommy D'Ambrosio says serving fewer customers will be tough. When you have to limit your capacity, it really makes it difficult to be able to make just enough money to still keep the lights on. This is Steve Futterman. It's a sobering number, 80,000 deaths. And one of the top forecasters says it's going to get much worse because of states lifting and easing restrictions. The top five are Montana, 
North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Georgia. There's another 10 or more. Dr. Christopher Murray of the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation says we will see the impact very quickly. About 10 days from now, we are expecting to see a jump in cases. And he now predicts by the first week in August, there will be 137,000 deaths in the U.S. An American scientist who worked with an institute in Wuhan, China, where the virus began, is speaking out. Peter DeShack, who saw his pandemic funding nixed by the White House, told Scott Pelley on CBS's 60 Minutes. There is a huge amount of evidence that these viruses repeatedly emerge into people from wild animals in rural areas through things like hunting and eating wildlife. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of a lab in China. In Shanghai today... Disneyland reopened to a limited number of face-mask-wearing visitors. France has started lifting its virus lockdown today. Similar steps being taken in most of Spain, too. A European study has findings that could help experts unlock some of the mysteries of the virus. CBS's Vicki Barker in London. Dutch researchers have found men have higher levels of a key enzyme which COVID-19 uses to invade cells. That helps explain why the virus affects men more often and more ferociously than women. They also found there's no evidence that ACE inhibitors and ARBs, common treatments for congestive heart failure, diabetes, and kidney disease, raise the risk of COVID-19. The Justice Department is being asked to investigate the killing of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. He's the black man gunned down by two white men in February while out for a jog. CBS's Omar Villafranca with more on what a key person in that case is saying. I've never been involved in anything like that before. William Roddy Bryan spoke out for the first time this weekend to our Jacksonville affiliate. He filmed the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery. His attorney, Kevin Goff, says Brian only drove to the scene after he saw the commotion from his home. It's not a surprise that if people are seeing something that doesn't look right, uh, that they would look into it. Goff said his client had no part in the incident. The evidence shows that there was no communication prior to that shooting. Arbery family attorney Lee Merritt thinks more arrests should be made. I think that William Bryan, the man who shot the video, should be charged. Actor and comedian Jerry Stiller has died. The word came from his son Ben on Twitter a few hours ago. Stiller began his career in the 1950s, joking alongside his wife, Ann Mira. How long have we been seeing each other? Eight months. Well, that's a long time. 23 I mean, days. Two people to see only each hours. other. And he fashioned a comeback in the 1990s with a recurring role on Seinfeld. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. And the over-the-top dad character worked well, too, on CBS's King of Queens. What's with the pajamas? How come you're not dressed? Darling, if you can think of a reason why I should get dressed, I'd be delighted to know what it is. Jerry Stiller was 92. In stores, meat prices are headed higher as production plants are hit hard by the coronavirus. For ranchers, CBS's Janet Chamlian says prices have dropped by about a third in just two months. Auctioneer Brian Upmore's rapid-fire cattle rattle moves livestock in the rural town of West Texas. But those destined for the slaughterhouse aren't the only ones being butchered. Corey Priest is a second-generation rancher who says he's never seen it this bad. Anywhere from 150 to up to $450 per head less now than two months ago. With plants at limited capacity or shut down, they're buying fewer cattle, Priest says, and paying less for each due to oversupply. Could that put some ranchers out of business? I think it probably already has. 
With the system bottlenecked, some are now holding their herds until they can sell for more. Janet Chamley and CBS News, West Texas. On Cape Cod, Massachusetts, the Polar Cave Ice Cream Parlor reopened last Friday with rules for the new normal. Orders had to be phoned in about an hour before pickup. But people just showed up wanting ice cream. They violated social distancing. Some harassed the small staff. One person quit, and the place closed. The shop was able to reopen yesterday. The pandemic made Mother's Day a different kind of celebration for a lot of families. 88-year-old Helen Peters and her daughters made the best of Mother's Day this year. It is nice that we can see you, Mom, even though it's through a glass. This Minnesota nursing home where Peters lives has not allowed any visitors in the last two months, but still has four cases of COVID-19. Your mother is right there, and I... I couldn't hold her. I couldn't hug her. The long-term care facility scheduled 30-minute time slots for families to check in with their moms. There's no hugging. There's no touching. There's no, Mom, let me get you some cheese and crackers. Everything is at a distance. Laura Podesta, CBS News. The Wall Street Journal reports the government is drafting guidelines for nursing homes to follow to allow visitors to return once again. Some industry officials who've seen them say they're too vague and could increase the infection danger for residents. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> 
Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yes. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.